You're listening to Stream Wars, your source for everything there is to know about the global live streaming industry. Here we'll share insights and trends gleaned from interviews with top streamers, experts, and industry professionals. And now your host, VP of live streaming at The Meat Group and former professional live streamer, Lauren Hallinan. Anthony, welcome back to the Stream Wars podcast. You're becoming a regular around here. Oh, I'm proud to be a regular, Lauren. I'm so excited. <laughs> so today um, I'm having you on to chat with me about a topic that we covered in our blog post and that got a lot of traction when we posted about it on um, our Instagram um, accounts, um, the Meet Me, Scout, and Tagged Instagram accounts. And that topic is... Can live streaming be considered a real job? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would love to start off before I share, you know, the the study that the blog post was about and all the official information. I want to know what do you think? Is live like can live streaming be considered a real job? Here's the thing: as live streaming is growing, I think that it can be considered a quote unquote real job. I think that. You know, first of all, anything that you're passionate about, anything that you're absolutely fantastic at, if you can make a living off of it, you know, earning cash rewards and all that jazz, yes, I think that it can be considered a real job because now that it's growing, it's becoming part of the entertainment industry. You know, when I'm recruiting people for the app or I'm finding people who are already on the app who might have interest in music, dance, entertainment, acting, instead of, you know, hustling for that role in a film, you might be able to use those talents on live streaming. So yes, I I would consider it a real job for sure, especially if you work it right and you do it every day, then yes, for sure. I think like, I I completely agree with what you're saying. I think now, you know, in 2019, like the kind of the definition of what is a real job, you know, that's, I think, I think that that's changed a lot over the past, you know, I guess 10 years or so as social media has, you know, just exploded. And, uh, you know, if, if, if being a YouTuber can be a job, you know, why, why can't live streaming be, be a job? Um, yes, absolutely. And I really like you said the... last week with, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the Chinese live streaming, mm-hmm. you know, it was bigger there first. And that's what happens a lot with, you know, tech, um, resources is they're big somewhere first and then they come here and they get big. So you were a little bit ahead of the game with that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, absolutely. It can be a real job. I totally agree with you. Definitely. And I loved the last point that you made. Um, and you know, we can talk about this, this more later on in the episode, but I think that if, uh, if you do decide to make it a real job and you want it to be a real job, then I'm sorry, but you got to put in the work and treat it like a real job. Because I, yeah. I think that if you just expect to show up and do some live streaming and then you're like, but people said this could be a real job. Like, I, I think that we just need to clarify that if you want it to be a real job, you got to treat it like one. <laughs> yes, that's just like anything in life. You want to be a chef? Well, guess what? Treat, treat what you cook like you're a chef. Um, so it, it's kind of the same thing there. You know, when I pitch this to people, I pitch it as though it's a real job Um, because you never want to reduce something. You never want to take something that somebody's passionate about 
and reduce it to something less than what it could possibly be. So when you want somebody who has the talent, who has the potential, you got to say, you know, this is your job. Maybe this is what you're meant to do. And if you can make a living off of it, even better. So you're absolutely right. You have to put in that work to make it worth it. I think the the difficulty right now um, with with uh, kind of this idea, um, at least here in you know the U.S. and maybe Western countries, and obviously we'll we'll also talk about this more in a moment. But um, you know the industry is still very. St- relatively small um and it's you know it's growing a lot and more and more people are becoming aware of live streaming and the fact that you can um you know earn cash rewards from it and things like that um but i think that maybe why some people might struggle with this question um is because there is nobody in their life around them in their real life that uh, you know that understands what they're doing <laughs> and how this could be a real job so i think that's something a little bit different um between here and 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 china um but i'll i i want to talk about that more um in a, in a little bit when i share this um this interesting survey that kind of sparked this whole idea and this this whole debate. Um, but first, I want to uh, call out some of our amazing um, Instagram followers who had some great opinions about this topic and kind of share um, what what they said. So, um, uh, let me see what I have here. We have a comment on the Meet Me app. Uh, Instagram account and I think it's Cosmic King 97 said some people don't take me seriously when I say I live stream as for being a real job I don't know if it is but it pays my real bills and puts real food on my table Cosmic that sounds like a real job to me exactly exactly um Lil Wavy BBY said, this is my hobby outside of work. I hope to someday be able to call it my full-time job. So, Yeah, and definitely in order to make it your full-time job, you got to keep it up. And definitely, you know, keep checking out the podcast. And if you're listening right now and you don't subscribe, hit that subscribe button because we're going to be plugging blogs, tips and tricks, and, you know, the most important thing, consistency. So. Definitely, definitely. And, and just like what you were saying just then, um, consistency, there's um, on the tagged app Instagram account, um, Autumn Chantel said, uh, of course it's a job. If I invest the time and money into planning a good broadcast, having appropriate conversation topics, and setting up a backdrop, it is no different than being a radio personnel. Yeah, I mean, Autumn has it the nail on the head right there. That's like what we were saying before. You know, if you're going to call being on the radio or being in the film industry, that's a full-time job, then this also can be as well. It's it's really no different. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I really want to, you know, say thank you to, to everybody um, who left some comments. There were some more great comments. There was one um, Fetty Confetti on uh, the Meet Me app left a super long comment with some really great opinions. So people should go check out that Instagram account. I'm not going to read it here because it's like a paragraph, like longer yeah. than a paragraph. <laughs> but I really appreciate um, everybody had some super great opinions on this topic. And that's really what inspired um us to go ahead and and record a podcast about it today um so yeah. i want to 
go into the the uh, research that kind of sparked this entire idea. So in January, there was a study that was released in China um, by Momo, um, one of China's largest live streaming platforms, um, and and it was the one that I used to stream on. <laughs> um, yeah. They they uh, published the 2018 live streaming profession report. And for this report, they surveyed over 10,000 internet users to find out whether or not they consider live streaming to be a legitimate profession. So they mm. weren't interviewing they weren't interviewing streamers for this question. They were asking internet users. Um, and 73 percent of those surveyed responded that live streaming is a profession. Wow. That's yeah. really interesting. Well, it's good to hear that, those statistics, because, you know, if you want something to be valid, you almost have to speak it into existence. So that's definitely interesting to hear about. Yeah. And and here are some more interesting key stats from that. Nearly 30% of users, of, of those, you know, the internet users that they surveyed, said that one of their friends or family members is a live streamer. Wow. So it runs in the family. I mean, <laughs> definitely it becomes like a natural kind of, um, you know, promotional aspect once you're doing it and maybe you're earning these cash rewards and you get to um, either quit maybe your previous full time job or cut back on whatever part time job you have. Other people want to know what you're doing and how to get involved. Yeah. And I think that, you know, 30 percent. I mean, that's that's quite a lot of people um and i think that uh you know maybe because streaming has become so ubiquitous in china you know it's just everywhere that that also makes it easier for the general public to accept that hey this is this is a job you know similar to youtube um you know i think most people now uh would understand that you can be a full-time youtuber you know because yes. it's become so common in in our culture so i think it's very similar there um with live streaming yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's all about visibility. So like we said in the previous episode, you know, um, once more people know about it and it becomes more culturally mainstream, then it can be considered something that you might talk about in everyday conversation. And um, you don't know like the negatives and positives to something like that happening. For example, the monetization on YouTube is not what it used to be because of how oversaturated it is. So live streaming really is something special right now in the U.S. because it's a niche market and it's almost like a hidden gem of entertainment, if you will. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, and so I, I want to share also the in addition to to surveying the 10,000 uh, Internet users, they also surveyed 5,000 full and part-time live streamers to learn more about the demographics, the salaries, upsides, downsides of this career path and kind of understand like, well, what does it mean to be a, you know, a professional live streamer? So um, I think that if you're up for it, I want to go into some, you know, maybe more of these, these findings and kind of compare and contrast a little bit, uh, you know, the, the live streaming industry and the live streaming career in China with what it's like right now here in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. 
So number one, they found out that over uh, out of 5,000 broadcasters surveyed, 79% of them were female and 21% male. Uh, 68% were 29 years old or younger. And out of that, 16% were under the age of 24. Mm. So any thoughts on that, those stats? Yeah, I mean, I definitely find that most of the the audience that we work with here is female. I've definitely tapped into the, you know, niche male audience. Um, but what's most surprising to me is how many people under the age of 24 are not taking advantage of something like this. Because, you know, you might be in that liminal space between college and entering the workforce, whatever job you choose. And, you know, a lot of people resonate with young people. So it's definitely interesting to hear that statistic. Yeah. And that brings me to the next point, which is is kind of related to that, that among full time streamers, that male to female ratio was even more skewed at about one to five. So for every, you know, there's one male streamer for full time male streamer for every five full time female live streamers. Um, And 73 percent of them were 29 years old or younger um so born after 1990 um so i think that you know we do have to take this with a grain of salt because kind of like what i mentioned in my the episode where you interviewed me about my experience um live streaming in china um momo the platform that uh did this survey really um is very skewed towards uh female uh live streaming hosts or broadcasters uh, with more of a male audience because um, just because of the demographics of their platform to begin with. Um, And so I think that this survey survey data um, is a little bit skewed, but in general, I think kind of like what you were saying that there are more female broadcasters, um, at least like full-time successful ones. Um, but yes. I don't think it necessarily has to be like that. Like things have changed a lot in China over the past year or so, and they're actually doing a lot more to promote more male broadcasters and uh, with female audiences. And th- there's a, quite a lot of really successful uh, male broadcasters, but maybe there, it's just uh, mainly on uh, other platforms, um, you know, so that's why it hasn't really come through in, in this data. Yeah, and you know what I also find, too, is that sometimes from the talent recruitment end, um, you know, especially in this industry and a lot of entertainment industries, it's fairly female heavy. So I feel like a lot of females, especially live streamers, might be more comfortable working with other female talent recruiters. Um, And I also feel like, you know, the men live streamers definitely have a different niche. Um, You know, it's harder for men to come off as bubbly or um, interactive, um, it's just like a a thing. They lack some of those interpersonal communication skills. So finding uh, a really good male live streamer is like a diamond in the rough. Yeah, I do think, though, um, uh, I have a um, 
podcast episode uh, interviewing uh, Levu, uh, which is part of the Meet Group. It's a um, a live streaming and dating platform um, over in Europe, mainly focused uh, on on Germany and some of the other German speaking markets. Uh, I mean countries, um, and they were sharing during that podcast that um, because live streaming is is really new to China, I mean, China to Germany and Europe <laughs> and they've been really surprised with um, how uh, popular their male live streamers have become and that actually uh, some of the most successful streamers on their platform are males um, that they're really great at coming up with shows uh, contests um, you know the, 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 their content is is incredibly creative um, and so I think that was really interesting to hear and um, I suggest that that people definitely t- check out that um, episode with with Levu to kind of hear about that as well yeah yeah for sure i mean here's the thing there's so many different live streaming platforms but like we've said before it all comes down to one thing interaction and entertaining content that's the gist of it Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that I, I just want to communicate to any, you know, anyone listening who's a male and a streamer and cause I've heard a lot of people say like, like, Oh, the females, they just, they do so much easier for them and stuff. And I, I would just disagree. I think you just need to improve your content. <laughs> oh, 110%. Listen, my niche right now is working with the male live streamers. And I'm telling you, if you just listen and you, you do the right content, you can be successful at it. Sometimes I find that some of the men that I work with outperform the women that I work with. Um, And while it still is female dominated, you can be a diamond in the rough being a male in here. Just like when you were in China, you were a diamond in the rough because you were a foreigner. So it it can be definitely an interesting nuance to happen there. Agreed. Agreed. Um, So I also wanted to talk, so switch gears a little bit and talk about the next point, um, which is that this survey found that 21% of full-time broadcasters and 10% of part-time broadcasters earn over 10,000 RMB, which is around 1,500 US dollars per month from streaming. And uh, this why this is significant is that that's more than the average salary of uh, someone working in Beijing, which is, you know, which is a big city in China, which means that the salaries are also slightly higher there than they are in other cities in the country. So what they're essentially saying here is that 21 percent of full time broadcasters are making more than the average salary uh, from live streaming, which um, I think may be really surprising to, to to some people and also explains why it has become such an attractive career choice in China. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, those cash rewards, like we said before, they're very attractive. So something else that I also found really interesting about this report, um, and unfortunately, I don't think we have any... Um, data that we can really compare this to for for here in the US. Um, I think it's mostly uh, qualitative, like (laughs) what we can kind of guess from from talking to streamers and and things like that. Um, But this report also found out that when it comes to live streaming in China, um, 
education level has a dramatic impact on earnings, which this was like totally threw me off. Um, I did not expect this, but they said that 37% of streamers with a master's degree or higher earned over 10,000 RMB like that, that, that mark that we just talked about a moment ago, which is kind of like a average above average like salary right so 37 percent of streamers with a master's degree reached that benchmark right okay. well only 27 percent of streamers with a bachelor's degree reached that benchmark hmm. and then only 16 percent of streamers with an associate's degree were able to reach that threshold wow so it drops by 10 percent for each like degree level, of, you know, your education level. And I, I thought that was, that was really crazy. And I think, um, I didn't, I didn't write it down here in my notes, but I believe that if you had, um, high school education, I think it dropped even further to like 9% or something like that. Yeah. You never know too, you know, what, cause right now we're seeing the, uh, you know, marks of degrees, but we also don't know if that has any correlation with age either. Um, typically, if you get a master's degree, you're older than you are when you get your bachelor's degree. So if you are choosing to participate in those you know, education streams, then um, maybe it, it, it's correlated with age. Who knows? But that definitely is an interesting t- statistic. And I'm wondering what the significance is of that. I'm wondering what skills might be um, acquired that make this percentage different. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know either. And I don't have, I don't have the answers to that. Um, but I definitely, it just really, really stood out to me. And, and like you said, it just makes me, makes me curious, um, you know, what that's, I don't know if maybe, um, like you said, either the age or the, the education level that they bring a, a level of professionality and maybe more commitment to their streaming. Um, or maybe they, obviously if you're dedicated enough to get a master's degree, maybe you're just more dedicated to, to, to making something out of your streaming. Yeah, Um, that that could be. I mean, we also find that sometimes with college students, um, you know, while they're in college, they, they have crazy schedules as it is, you know, you have block scheduling. So every single day you have a different class schedule. So it's hard to find a consistent time to stream. Maybe it's something more of when you have a master's degree, maybe your schedule is more consistent. Who knows? I mean, it seems the younger you are, the more chances you have for, you know, spontaneous events or spontaneous classes or or conferences. But when you get older, I guess, and maybe of the age of a master's degree, maybe your schedule is more consistent and clean and clear so you can find that window for live streaming. Maybe it has something to do with the professionalism that is learned. Um, but that definitely is, I wouldn't have even thought to correlate education level with anything to do with streaming because we do have some streamers that didn't do any school at all and that do certainly well. Um, so it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I I don't think, um, I I don't think that we would find the same results with, with our platforms and, and we don't really have extremely concrete. We have run some surveys, um, but I don't think we have extremely concrete information, um, that shows any, any clear correlations with, with our platforms. So, um, yeah, but just, just interesting. Um, so something else when we're talking about like kind of, uh, I want to switch to some of the, the statistics that they found out about um, 
maybe habits and behaviors of um street of these professional streamers in China. Um so they found that about one fifth of full time broadcasters stream more than eight hours a day. Wow. That is of I mean if we're gonna talk about correlation with a full time job, I mean that's it. Working nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that time, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So what do you think what do you think um on our platform, you know, some of our top streamers, how many hours a day are they putting in? You know what I say to and and it's worked, um you know, it's worked for me working with live streamers. I tell them to, you know, when they're first starting out, average their streams at about an hour per day. At first, when I give them their promotion and, and their trending boost, that's what they start doing. You know, as you become good at it, you can sit there for three or four hours and it feels like an hour because you're having so much fun and you're engaging so much. Um, but I feel like a lot of our top streamers stream somewhere between two to three hours at a time. Um, I think eight hours is absolutely absurd. Um, and I don't think that would fare well with uh, some of our streamers and the audience that watches our streamers. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, I mean, personally, when I was streaming, I was I would stream. Um, I mean, I was always told that I wasn't streaming enough and I would really? stream like a minimum of two hours a day. Okay. Um, and I was told that I needed to stream like at least four hours a day. Um, and so sometimes I would stream like twice a day. Um, but I do, I know a lot, like at least in China, like I had a lot of streamers around me, um, who were just, I, I just, I literally don't know how they did it. Like I, for me, an hour and a half, two hours, that's exhausting. I think once maybe I was just having a really good stream. There were so many people. There was a lot of fun, high energy. I streamed for like over three hours. But like yeah. I just I don't know how I don't know how people do it. Like it just uh, it's it's exhaust. It's just exhausting to me um, to, to, to be high energy and to keep to 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 be in front of an audience and a camera um for for that long um so so i mean i'm just really impressed by the people that are streaming that much i think that if you are going to stream that much um, you like eight hours that's a lot of content every day i feel like maybe you're not um, being efficient. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, I mean, I that, can't imagine that yeah. you would have content to film for eight hours long. You're kind of just like living on live stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's different. Maybe some people like that. Maybe some people like a sneak peek into somebody's everyday life. But who knows? I'm really not positive. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think for me, from from my experience, I do think that if you're going to commit to be doing it full time, I do think that somewhere between like maybe two, three, sometimes even four hours um, a day could be really good because, um, you know, maybe you could split that into two times a day to yes. reach more audiences. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, uh, Obviously, the more time that you can be spending interacting with your audience, the better. But um, just I think eight hours is a little much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I would not be able to do that. And I don't encourage any of our streamers to do that. But if you think you can, power to you. 
Um, so speaking about that, you said like, you know, you were joking like, Hey, it's like a nine to five. Um, and so here they also were, uh, asking people, uh, streamers when they stream so mm. it says because viewership peaks in the evening live streamers often work late at night the survey found that 44 percent of hosts stream between 7 p.m and midnight and as many as 12 percent of them frequently stream between midnight and 8 a.m um so mm. i would love to hear i mean i think this is probably pretty similar um on on our platform maybe even if not more dramatic so what do you think about that yeah i I would call it identical i mean uh i i really think that we definitely have a lot of people some people i work with i rarely even see their streams because they start streaming at night i mean i think a big um a big proponent to live streaming in general is a lot of the programming that you watch on television ends at around 11 o'clock p.m and you're laying in bed and and you might be not be able to sleep so you view people's live streams um, it's entertainment straight to your phone in your home. So I, I definitely see that a lot in our app. I would say that those statistics are pretty accurate for us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that from other reports that I've read that um, you know that have interviewed um, viewers, live streaming viewers, uh, that in in China as well, like a main time for people to watch live streaming is during the evening when they're like laying in bed but they're not really ready to go to bed and they just want something like you know not mindless but like they just don't want to be thinking a lot and they just want to yeah. kind of be chatting with you know they want it to be really casual just something before bed um so i think that that's probably very similar here for me and this is a tip that like i think when you're a new streamer starting out um i don't think that you want to go at this prime time hour like that's you know you think about a new tv show they're never going to put a new tv show at the same at the like the prime time when all the big tv shows are on right they're going to try and like capture audiences um on another night at another time uh until they can you know really get a following for that show and i think the same is true for live streaming and so for me um because i'm also not a night owl so i i really didn't have the energy to bring um like late at night um i was in bed <laughs> so for me um particularly when i was starting out but even after i had grown quite a following my time that i owned was um 11 between 11 11 30 a.m to about 1 30 p.m like lunchtime and i would always because i would always go on then and stream because a lot of people you know they're working at the big office they get a quick lunch break they may be sitting at their desk or at some fast food place or somewhere and they just pull out their phone and they just want to like relax for a little while and have something to like watch and do while they're eating you know yeah. Um, and so well, it's I... like the reality TV show kind of effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar to the way that people watch reality TV is the way that they watch this. It's, it's a little bit of like candy, um, something after you're done, like eating the main meal and <laughs> it, it can be addicting. <laughs> true. True. I like that analogy. Yeah. So I guess I just like my suggestion is, you know, if you're, especially if you're a new streamer, try and find a time that like other streamers aren't streaming and make that your time you know you become the best streamer at that time of day and really own that um i think that can be really beneficial as well yeah for sure 
Um, so this one, this one was is interesting too, and I would like to hear what you think about this. Um, but I think this shows kind of their commitment to the to the career. Um, is that eighty percent of all streamers surveyed, like both full time and part time. 80% of all streamers surveyed reported that they stream on holidays. And for full-time streamers, that percentage was even higher at 94% mm-hmm. are streaming on holidays because everyone else is off of work. So that means they have even more time to be on their phone watching yep. you. It works both ways. You have more time to stream and people have more time to watch you. It's kind of perfect. Mm. Do you see that happening on our platforms as well? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I took some time off on um, the holidays right after Christmas and between New Year's. And it was such an ironic time to take off because my streamers were asking me more questions than ever. <laughs> um, so they were definitely most active then that I've, than I've seen yet. Um, I'm, I haven't worked with streamers during the summer yet. So I'm curious because some people, you know, take off the full summer or at least a month or two in the summer. So that's going to be interesting to see how seasonally it might change as well. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that either. So, but I I think that I I do think that it's a really good opportunity for for streamers. But I also want to remind people, you know, enjoy your holiday too. Like it's we we definitely want commitment yeah, yeah, definitely and consistency. But make sure that you do leave some time for you to you know, relax and refresh as well. But it is a great opportunity because, um, like we said, more people will be having downtime and, uh, you know, might tune in. Yeah, and that's the thing too. If you're going to treat streaming like your full-time job, like any full-time job, you also need breaks. You need to take a break and relax and do other things for yourself. Have a life outside of streaming. Yeah. I want to talk about the last the last point that I want to bring up from this survey, which um, I also thought was really fascinating, which was that uh, because there is such competition, um, at least in China, um, and I think more and more competition here um, among streamers and, and different platforms and things, you know, um, so in order to hone their skills and further their live streaming careers, many streamers um, were found to reinvest a large portion of their earnings each month into developing their talents. For example, taking singing or dancing classes, or they were investing in upgrading their equipment like their microphones, lighting, props, background, etc., or in improving their appearance, you know, maybe getting some new makeup, hair done, buying some new clothes, you know, like that's those kinds of things, right? So they're reinvesting yeah. their money in um, improving their stream. And so they found that 44% of full-time broadcasters spent over 1,000 RMB, which is around 150 US dollars per month on self-improvement. And 9% of them spend more than 740 US dollars a month on improving their live streaming like careers. Wow. So people really are putting in what they get out. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, that's, that's how things work. I mean, you have to hone your craft and work on your craft. And sometimes that spends taking money, you know, 
getting things like microphones, props, lighting, um, that all costs money. People forget about that kind of stuff. So you but almost it can have a huge of... impact, right? It really oh, can yeah. have a huge impact on, um, n- n- you know, the viewing experience um, and also just the way that people look at you as um, a- as a streamer. I think that, you know, I'll, I'll give we often use um, Holly, who is, you know, a top streamer on Meet Me. We often use her as an example. But really, if you look at Holly's streams, she has definitely reinvested um, in, you know, she, she has so many background props. She's always buying costumes and, uh, you know, just all sorts of things. Like, she's always reinvesting in creating entertaining experiences um, and, and, you know, keeping things fresh in her, in her live stream. So I think that's a, a great example right there yeah I mean and something I always tell to my streamers fake it until you make it as trivial as it sounds so if you already have that good lighting equipment and recording equipment around use that to your advantage because if your stream looks legitimate and it looks over the top and it looks cool people are going to treat it like that even if you're a new streamer so it's something that if you have those assets from the beginning use them and if not work towards that Work with what you have, you know, work with a, a, a wall in your house that might have a cool pattern or somewhere with good lighting. And then once you start earning money, you know, if you choose to and you want to make yourself a top streamer or a really successful top streamer, then reinvest that money. It, it works really well to do stuff like that for sure. Yeah. And I want to... Um, bring up that, you know, we, we did a survey of... Um, of Meet Me streamers, and we found that um, there's kind of a similar, we don't have um, exactly the same, you know, detailed uh, information that that this report did, but we did find that among um, Meet Me streamers of of certain level, that the more they earn, the more likely they are to to reinvest. So we are seeing a similar pattern here. Um, And we also found that um, our average streamer invests 30% of their earnings into improving their stream setup and um, and appearance so we're, we are seeing a, a similar pattern going on on here and I think that's that's really great because like we said if, if you are going to turn this into a career you need to treat it like a career and you know if you are um working in other jobs, uh, you know, you're going to be spending money on, you know, taking courses, uh, you know, keeping up with certifications, um, you know, all sorts of things like this is something that you would do if you were going to have any other careers having to, to reinvest in that. Um, or, you know, or if you run your own business, you're constantly having to reinvest money into that. So I think that, um, especially with creative careers. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So um, I, I, I think that's that was a really interesting finding from from the survey. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think all of these things that we've been talking about today, um, you know, while this survey was done in in, in China, um, I think that a lot of the things that they found, uh, as as we showed, really are, are starting to happen or are already happening um, here uh, in the the Western live streaming industry um, as as well, and I think that uh, at least from my perspective, um, you know what's happening over there really shows the potential that this career um, 
has because you know like like we said that you know the industry over there is is probably a year or two uh, ahead of of what we're seeing over here yeah yeah i mean it's definitely something cool i mean that's the beauty of these surveys and being able to get into the minds and um you know tactics of streamers because really when it comes down to it it's all about comparing what is the causation what is the correlation and even though streaming is something inherently interpersonal and communicative and it's not all about numbers and stats we need those things to be able to understand what's going on to be able to see the greater picture so i really enjoyed you know covering that with you definitely and i think just kind of to to bring everything back to that beginning question you know can live streaming be considered a real job you know i think that you know everything that we shared at the beginning i just want to kind of reiterate that yes it totally can be but you just need to treat it like one and at this point in time you also need to understand that people around you may not quite understand what you're doing and how it's a job but I definitely yeah. think that you should lean in and and get to know other streamers in the streamer community um and 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 they'll be able to relate to you um uh, you know about your <laughs> about this job you know if yeah, people in your sure. real life can't relate to you you know try and find some streamer friends who can support you yeah 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 hone in on that support from your virtual friends it'll all be worth it in the end for sure awesome well thank you so much for coming back on the podcast yeah, thanks so much, Lauren. Been awesome being on Stream Wars. And if you guys are listening and you haven't already, make sure to uh, hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about it. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that bonus episode of the Stream Wars podcast. What do you think about the topic that we discussed today? I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, so please leave us a comment either on the blog at themeetgroup.com forward slash blog or leave us a comment on one of our social media handles. Um, we will be posting this all over Instagram and Facebook and Twitter so you can find us there. And, and let us know what you think. Is live streaming a real job? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and as you noticed during today's episode, we uh, gave some shout outs to people who left us comments on social media. So if you want to be included in a future episode, definitely interact more with our social media accounts and maybe you'll hear your name shouted out on a future episode. That's it for today and talk to you next time.